Hey guys, I just wanted to go over the rules of the TFR Holiday Giveaway before we get started with the episode. So there are two tiers for prizes for the Holiday Giveaway, and if you want to know what those prizes are, you're going to go to our Twitter page, at TFRBatPod, and if you look at the top of the page, pinned is the official TFR Holiday Giveaway post, and that will have the list of all the prizes. Now, how you enter for the Tier 1 prizes is you go to that official post I just mentioned, you're going to like, retweet, and reply to that post with a picture or a gif of your favorite version of Batman. And for the two grand prizes, what you're going to do is leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and then you're going to screenshot that, that review, and you're going to post it on Twitter and tag at TFRBatPod. Now, if you're um, a listener that doesn't have Twitter and you want to enter for the grand prizes, you can just leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast, and you can send that screenshot to our email at tfrbatpod at gmail.com. Now, guys, this, uh, this giveaway is unfortunately only valid for listeners in the continental United States, and the hosts are obviously not eligible to win the prizes. Uh, the winners will be announced on our Christmas episode and then posted on Twitter soon after, and you will have 10 days to claim your prize via email or DM. So guys, I hope you enjoy this episode, and I really hope a lot of you enter, because really, I'm really looking for some competition in our TFR holiday giveaway. Ladies and gentlemen! brother. Have we started the fire? Yes. The fire rises. Oh, welcome citizens of Gotham to The Fire Rises, a Batman podcast focusing on all things the Dark Knight and his world. If you'd like to connect with the show, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TFRBatPod. And if you have thoughts, questions, comments, maybe even suggestions for future episodes of the show, you can reach us by email at tfrbatpod at gmail.com. My name is Eric Carter, and I am your host, and we are here to talk about the biggest thing in the DC Universe from this past weekend. Of course, we're talking about DC Fandom 2021. There was so much that happened over the course of Fandom this year, and we're going to talk all about it. Well... Mostly about it. We don't have time to cover each and every topic, but we will talk about some of the highlights for us. And when I say us, I mean myself and my normal co-host, my partner in crime, Joe Fornerado. Joe, fandom, it has come and gone, and we're here to talk about it. So how are you, buddy? I'm doing good. It was it was a fun weekend to uh, to get all this content, and uh, 
yeah, I'm looking forward to discussing what we got, what we didn't get, and uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. And uh, just a little little uh, side note, this is this is coming a little later than I wanted it to. Uh, some scheduling conflict conflicts got in the way. I wanted to record Saturday night right after Fandom, but you know, scheduling is the enemy of all podcasters. And uh, uh, there was supposed to be a guest on this episode, so I want to uh, issue him an apology for not being able to get that scheduled. But that guest will be on for a later episode as we get further into spooky season so look forward to that but joe so far as fandom 2021 uh what what were your overall thoughts of the event this year just just as an event itself what did you think of what they gave us this year as an event itself i don't think it was as i guess for lack of a better term eventful as last year but i think the streamlining way they did it this year was more effective for someone like myself to be able to sit down and watch most of it and get what I wanted out of it and what I felt was best to get out of it. So um, I think I think to me, the event was a success again. It was, I'd probably like to take a little bit of both and kind of average them together with the way things were, uh, if I'm being completely honest. But I think that's the beauty of what they're doing is they're kind of changing it up as they go and trying to find the best way to do this. And, you know, maybe the feedback, the constructive feedback that maybe they'll see instead of the people that are, you know, being a little harsh, maybe. But um, hopefully they'll take some of the constructive criticisms and, and kind of find that happy medium ground. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I will say there are some things that I really enjoyed last year that I kind of missed this year. Uh, the interactive nature of of the event itself, I, I really did miss that. I think a lot of the complaints I've seen is, you know, there's just some stuff in it that people don't care about. And, and I understand that, but I think what people need to understand is DC is not just what you like about DC. You know, it's if, if you're just into gaming, it's not just about gaming. You know, it's not just about comics uh, or it's not just about, about the feature films. You get a little bit of everything and it's all encompassing in the DC universe. So of course they're going to highlight everything. But what I missed from last year is the schedule. I mean, we we didn't have any idea of when anything was coming. It was all kind of randomized, which was cool because we got kind of like the 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 black Adam right off the top, which I thought was a strong start, but then you didn't know where everything was coming. Whereas last year, if you didn't like what was coming up next on the schedule, you could click out and, and go do one of the interactive things and come back on, on the live stream when you knew something was scheduled that you wanted to see, which I thought was a, a good approach. And I know they streamlined it this year and made it a lot shorter, but I do like the more interactive approach, but that's just a small nitpick because personally I had a blast watching this thing. And when it was something I didn't want to see, I just kind of tuned out and, and, you know, did, did something else for a few minutes and it, and it was no big deal. But I told you before we started recording Joe that I wondered how long it would take for people to, um, to kind of, take for granted what DC fandom provides us. And apparently it was just one year because I've seen a lot of people complaining 
about that. Now, don't get me wrong. I've seen a lot of people praising Fandome this year as well, but I've seen a lot of people complaining about what we got and, and maybe it being underwhelming or, or whatever, but I'm still over the moon about it because this is for the, for the most part, this is stuff that was coming out at places like, um, San Diego Comic Con in the past, and I never would have had a chance to experience this, and now I am. Um, uh, and what I'm hoping continues to be an annual basis, and I just think it's exciting to have something that DC fans can call their own, and we can get these reveals and things like that. And and I'm I'm really appreciative of it. So while I think there can be some changes made, I really liked it. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, um, I, I agree. It, there's there's a lot of positives with it. There there really is, mm-hmm. and that's why I think they, they kind of should take what they learned from both events because they kind of went drastically different uh, or different between the two where maybe they can try to bring back some of that interactive nature. I think the, I think the reason behind not releasing a schedule is maybe they could bring attention to things that maybe, you know, me or you might not have, tuned into beforehand if we knew the schedule we're you know not in a negative way but we're kind of forced to tune in here because we don't know when it's going to end what's coming next and maybe something will catch our eye that we weren't expecting and i think that's where if it's a condensed schedule that's really not that big of a deal if it's a longer Mm -hmm. schedule and there's i mean a longer stream and there's no schedule whatsoever that would be a little rough so i i'm fine with the way they did it because I mean, granted, I, if you remember, I was, I had to miss the beginning of it and I assumed all the movie stuff was going to be the end. So when I missed Black Adam and I missed Aquaman in the beginning while I was driving home, I was pretty bummed out that I was missing stuff, but that's on me. That's not on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like sure. that they spread it out like that because it, it kept it interesting for everyone that tuned in for the, you know, the full three and a half, four hours. Yes, and um, uh, again, a schedule would have helped you there. <laughs> yes. So, but anyway, uh, to to get into our coverage of Fandom 2021, what we're gonna do because we, we can't, there's just no way we can cover each and every part of, of Fandom. We'd be here the length of Fandom, and that just that's just not feasible. So, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through the different categories: uh, gaming, comics, animation, TV, um, and feature film. And we're just going to kind of highlight the bright spots for us. And then at the end, of course, we are a Batman podcast. So we are going to focus heavily on what we got for The Flash and for The Batman. So to start us off with gaming, we got uh, little trailers and sneak peeks of Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, and Gotham Knights. So, Joe, um, did either one of these stick out for you, or is there an excitement level for either one of them? I, I got to say, I was pleasantly surprised by the Suicide Squad trailer, not because I wasn't really amped up for that game to begin with, but I think that game was kind of, for me, more just, oh, I'll check it out when I get to it. I was much more excited for Gotham Knights. Um, mm-hmm. I think the trailer did a lot of goodwill for me because I think it got me much more interested in the characters and and some of the, the gameplay and stuff like that. I still am much more excited for Gotham Knights. Um, and now I'm even more excited after seeing that they actually use Snyder and Capullo as consultants for the Court of Owls story. And now we really know the Court of Owls is the main story for this. Um, that's been the the assumption. But, I mean, this, this is full-blown, you know, 
they're the big bad in the game. And I'm really excited for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, So look, I'm going to buy both of these games, but Gotham Knights and don't get me wrong. The Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League trailer was awesome. It built on everything that I wanted from from the trailer from last year. Looked really cool. But that Gotham Knights thing, man. uh, First of all, like you said, the inclusion of Snyder and Capullo to talk all about this game and the, you know, the inclusion of the Court of Owls, it just put it over the top for me. Uh, this is this game is the reason that I jumped on a PS5 when I got the chance to get one. I know you're still hunting. Uh, happy hunting, Joe. I hope you get one soon. But yeah, Gotham Knights is absolutely the reason why I wanted a next generation console. So I'm super excited for that game. Can't. Can't push that enough. But, um, yeah, so the, we, we just got the two games, information on the two games this year. But moving on to comics, we got a huge milestone panel. Uh, we got uh, an update on a 12-story arc of Monkey Prince. Uh, then we got a Superman special announcement and a... Announcement of a new series called Wonder Woman Trial of the Amazons, which is a a maxi series that's coming out next year. So, Joe, was there anything I know? I I think you said you kind of checked out on the comics section. Was there anything that stuck out here to you? Uh, Yeah, I was actually driving. uh, I was trying to get home to watch most of the panel. (laughs) We went out in the morning, uh, you know, had a family day for the morning. And then I was listening to this. I was not watching it while I was driving, but I was listening to the audio while I was driving home. And so I was just kind of vaguely paying attention to it. Didn't really, um, I had no idea what monkey Prince was. I remember thinking what the heck is going on with that. Um, it sounded interesting though. I will give them that. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember being pretty intrigued by that. Um, the Superman thing seems pretty, you know, self-explanatory to me. I don't have a problem with any of that. Um, and the wonder woman trial of the Amazons, uh, it's something that I'll probably check out once it hits DCU infinite, because I'm not really current on comics at the moment. Um, I know some of their stuff recently has been going straight to DCU infinite. So I don't know if that's going to be one of those or not. I'm assuming it's not, but I'll definitely check that out. You know, no, mostly that's the, uh, that's the digital first stuff that goes straight to DC universe. Yeah. I mean, most of this stuff lately has been, I mean, or I should say a lot of the stuff, that has been digital first lately. And we even had some surprises with like Batman, the world went right to digital for Batman Mm -hmm. day. So sometimes they just throw stuff on there. It's been kind of sporadic with that, which has been kind of cool. I don't think we can not talk about the big topic in the comic section, which was the announcement from Jim Lee that they are officially changing Superman's motto from truth, justice, and the American way to truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. So, Joe, I wanted to get your thoughts on um, – does this does this affect you either way? Uh, what are your thoughts on, on the motto change for Superman? Um, no, I actually didn't see the – um, actual announcement of it. I just saw that that was happening and I'm fine with it. Even in the most trivial of senses for me, I just, it's just more inclusive to me. So why Superman is such an iconic character to me, it just makes sense from a marketing standpoint to 
make him more broad with his motto. I mean, it just makes sense to me. I'm not offended by it at all. Um, to me, it's more just become, you know, truth, justice in the American way is more just what we say because it's what we've heard for so long. I don't think any of us have really cared that, you know, that that was actually his motto. It was just something that was said. So I, I don't, I mean, I'm not even trying to be disingenuous. I just don't care. Like, it just doesn't really affect me. It's not like he's going to be walking around saying this every day in a comic. You know, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah, I I agree with you. My thing is, and, and I, this may offend a ton of people, and if so, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know when the last time Superman's motto was relevant. I, truth, justice, and the American way. It's it's. I mean, I remember it in in the in the Reeve movies. That's the a only time I've ever seen it, I think. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm sure it's been in comics over the years, but it doesn't stand out as much as just hearing Christopher Reeves say it. And at the time, I have no problem with it. But yeah, you're right. I, I don't remember it being a big deal until it's almost become a big deal because they're changing it, not because it was something that people really cared about. Exactly. I think it's the reason uh, I just think it's a, a reason for people to get mad about nothing, really. Um, and I could honestly understand if it was, if it was being changed to something offensive or to something that was just very non Superman, but a better tomorrow sounds a lot like something that Superman is striving for. So I I don't know. I don't really have an issue with it. It, I, I'm like you, it, it really just didn't hit on my radar very high, but apparently it has upset some people. Yeah. I mean, he's the man of tomorrow. So it makes this makes more sense. He's never been Captain America. This is now more in line with a nickname from him. So I'm good with it. Yeah, for sure. But moving on, uh, (laughs) we won't stay on a soapbox. Moving into animation and we got quite a bit of, of announcement here in the in the animation category. Um, we got a trailer for Catwoman Hunted, which is the next DC animated film, which will include a Constantine short, by the way, with the returning Matt Ryan. Uh, Green Lantern, Beware My Power, another DC animated film we got an announcement for, uh, as well as Battle of the Super Sons and the deluxe version of Batman Along Halloween, which we kind of knew was coming. Uh, We also got a kind of a segment on Batman Cape Crusader with uh, uh, Bruce Tim and Matt Reeves and J.J. Um, Abrams kind of talking about the show. We got an announcement for Harley Quinn Season 3, and then we got an announcement of Young Justice Phantoms, uh, which actually dropped the first two episodes immediately after Fandom was over. So animation, Joe, uh, what were there any standouts here for you? Um. My few big standouts. So I missed the Cape Crusader panel. I have to go back and watch that because I'm bummed I didn't watch that. Um, my biggest takeaway was I am really excited for Green Lantern Beware My Power. Uh, we have not gotten a Green Lantern animated film in years, and I love that they're going to do that with this. Um, my other big takeaway was I'm glad I didn't wait for the Batman The Long Halloween Deluxe because that is a long wait. We, I think we all kind of expected it a little sooner, but that's okay because well, I've spent plenty we, of money on it. Didn't we know year. it was coming next year? We knew it was coming, but they never gave a date. 
and this okay. seems like it's going to be late next year. So I, I bet it'll come out around Halloween next year. Yeah, I think that's the plan. I mean, it makes sense if you're going to wait and they gave five films and that was the fifth one announced. So I'm assuming it's going in order. So that'll be like the end of the year release. Like, like Injustice is our final release this year, which is right before Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really excited to see Young Justice Phantoms drop. I watched, uh, I watched the first episode already and about half the second episode before I got interrupted. Um, really, I just love the fact, and I'm sorry to say this on a Batman podcast, I love the fact that all these animated films are going in different directions. They're not just doing two or three Batman films. And as much as I will take any Batman film they give us, I think a Catwoman film is really cool. We do that one already. Mm -hmm. The Constantine film, which is like a short film kind of thing, that's really intriguing because I like the... I love Justice League Dark and the Constantine film that we've gotten. So more Constantine is cool. And the Battle of the Super Sons sounds really fun too. Oh, and the um there's also the uh, it's not on here. The um DC Superhero Girls versus Teen Titans Go or uh something to that effect. Yeah, so I was going to mention that there um that there was a DC Kids fandom which was on HBO Max. I have not watched it. I don't know if you have, Joe. No, um, I have. But apparently Apparently they talk about bat wheels there and, and a bunch of other things. So I didn't include it because I didn't watch it. So, <laughs> Oh, so that like was, could... that was announced in the, the regular fandom. It, it was, but it was one of those moments I kind of glossed over. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, that's cool. Um, I just remember I from, the I don't have bit kids. That I didn't that's why. Yeah. yeah. Um, for this section, you know, I, I for those saying that DC Fandom had no surprises, I would say dropping the first two episodes of Young Justice Phantoms is a pretty big surprise. Like, nobody knew that was coming. So Yeah, it's like selective selective positivity and selective negativity, where, yeah, like, if we got a surprise of something that, like, like, let's say if they gave us, um, I don't know, a three-minute Flash trailer. That would have been a, a great positive surprise. But because nobody, I guess, was paying attention to Young Justice or anticipating Young Justice. I mean, I guess not like I was. Because I was I was mm-hmm. thrilled to, to get that. I've been waiting for the next season of Young Justice since the last one ended. So I, everyone just, everyone has their wheelhouse of what they want. And I don't blame anyone for thinking that way. You just sometimes got to keep your expectations in check because everyone has different expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm with you. Uh, Green Lantern, beware my power. It gets me really excited. I hope that's in the, I hope that's in the continuity that we have going right now. Uh, Cause I'd that love to see. Sense. Yeah. I'd love to see Green Lantern included in that, in that continuity. And then, I, I mean, for me, you know, Joe, how much I love Damian Wayne. So Battle of the Super Sons has got me psyched. Uh, I'm excited for that one. I don't know. that Now, that one doesn't seem like something you could fit into the current continuity. Um, because, well, f- you know, we've just been introduced to Superman and Batman, and they don't seem like they, you know would be yet the, I mean, we don't even have a Robin for Batman yet in this world. So. Mm. But yeah, anyway, those are, uh, those are what I'm most looking forward to out of the animation and what got me the most excited. I, I will say real quick, since this is a Batman show, 
Um, what was your what was your thoughts, Joe, on the on the Caped Crusader segment that we got with the with the big conversation between the the, the three big guys? So I didn't get to to actually pay attention to that. That was going on when I first came on, and me and you were just starting to talk real quick, and I was kind of getting okay. situated and everything. I just remember, I remember hearing Bruce Tim say, "This is what Batman the Animated more Batman the Animated Series than Batman the Animated Series." It's like more of like an adult version of that. And that sounds really cool. It's almost like what he would have been able to do if he didn't have the sensors on him back then. Is that how you took that? I, I suppose, but I mean, this show is still on Cartoon Network. So I, how much can you get away with? I don't know. Yeah, um, I guess sensors are a little looser now than they were back then, maybe, because it was like a Saturday morning thing. But maybe I don't know. I also don't understand what more Batman the Animated Series than Batman the Animated Series means. Like that I mean it sounds cool, but I don't know what that means. Yeah. So and let me clarify, I know I know Batman the Animated Series was on weekday afternoons. Ironically, the sensors got looser when it went to Saturday mornings. But it, I just meant like the it had that Saturday morning car, uh, cartoon feel to it back then where this is it's going to have a different feel obviously and and we'll see with you know what they decided to do with it. I was hoping to get. We didn't get any animation, correct, or any type of concept. And they did say 2023. I believe so. Yeah. And they no, they just showed the poster that they they had already released. They didn't show us any new animation. They used a lot of clips from Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. So, which makes sense because Bruce Tim was the main talking head in this uh, in this segment. I it, I do find it interesting that um and I don't even know if you caught this but they said that this will be early in Batman's career. So oh, I think I assume that anyway, so that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, so I mean, it's a new Batman animated series. I'm here for it. Um, the three people involved just get me even more excited for it. But yeah, I did just want to mention that since since this is obviously a Batman podcast. But moving on into TV, and I think this was um. The biggest category of fandom, obviously there's so much with TV, uh, but we had panels for Batwoman, The Flash, and Supergirl. Uh, We had a finale trailer for Titan Season 3, as well as an announcement of uh, Season 4 being greenlit. We had a Doom Patrol Season 4 greenlight. We found out that Pennyworth is getting a Season 3 and will also be moving to HBO Max. And in the beginning of 2022, the first two seasons will be moving to HBO Max, so you can catch up if you haven't seen it. Um, we got panels for DMZ, Peacemaker, Naomi, Stargirl, Superman and Lois, uh, a brief little Sandman clip, and then um, a panel for the 20th anniversary of Smallville. So, Joe, this this huge category of TV, what were some standouts here for you? Um, well, I did just look it up, and I want to correct myself. It does seem to still say 2022 for Batman the Cape Crusader. So, hopefully okay, maybe that I saw that wrong. Yeah, hopefully that will be coming this uh, next year sooner than later because obviously we're really excited about that. As far as the TV stuff, obviously for me, I was pumped to see Titans officially get a season four and to see the clip for for this coming week, which is only a few days away now. Um, and I'm one of the few people that watches Pennyworth. I I know it's been rumored for a while that season three was going to HBO Max. I don't think it was official, 
but I remember seeing it somewhere and I'm really excited for that just because I want other people to catch that show because it really is good. I think I told you it's kind of like Gotham, but not as Gotham like as Gotham. Like it has that feel to it, but it's not as weird as Gotham. It's hard to explain. I've heard rumors that this Alfred Pennyworth is like the younger version of Sean Pertwee's. Is that? I feel like that's probably the template they use because it is still. Is it Bruno Heller? Is that the showrunner that does Gotham and Pennyworth? Yes, I think so. Yeah, so I could definitely see that that's the template they're using. It would make sense, and I could totally see him becoming that Alfred. But I don't think they're married to that continuity because there is stuff that happens, and you know they're they're definitely doing their own thing. And I I like that they're doing their own thing. They're kind of know using characters as they feel and and i think they're they're doing they're not going as crazy as gotham did with bringing in all the batman characters they're they're, to me they're doing just the right amount and i i did really enjoy season two as well as season one and like i said just going to hbo max it's just going to bring more people to it because Epics isn't a uh, you know a, a network that a lot of people found it on. I I did like a a one month trial or something just to watch the episodes once they aired in mm. season two, and I still yeah I I'm looking forward to season three and hopefully more people will find it. Yeah, so the the HBO Max move has definitely gained another viewer because once it goes to HBO Max, I'm finally gonna watch it. Because I just had no interest in getting an Epic subscription. So, <laughs> and I told you this the other day when we were actually watching Fandome. I've been interested in this show, but not interested enough to, to, to hunt it out like that, I guess. So, um, I, I will watch it now. Um, obviously, you guys know how much we talk about Titans. Of course, I'm excited about the, uh, about the announcement that they're getting a season four. That goes without saying. Um, and... I haven't seen Doom Patrol this season yet, so I'm waiting until after Titans is over to really dive into that. But, I mean, Doom Patrol's a great show, so that's that's awesome for them. I will say, in the TV category, I had some disappointments here. Um, Peacemaker... I, Joe, I, I'm a little less interested in Peacemaker now that we have the trailer. Oh, Really? Yeah, the trailer did nothing for me. Like, everything that I kind of loved about... Obviously, I'm still going to watch the show. But the trailer just... It elevated the stupid a little bit for me, I think. Yeah, Yeah, I can see that. Like, the butt baby joke, really... I mean, I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, that was a little much. Well, because I think I said during... When we were talking about um, the Peacemaker or the the suicide squad when we did our review of that you know the only joke that didn't work for me was you know the joke in the trailer about you know the beach full of dicks mm-hmm. to me the butt baby thing is more of that and yeah. the 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 whole, whole eagle thing i don't know this just the piece the peacemaker trailer kind of disappointed me <laughs> if i'm going to be I honest i will say i like i liked eagly i was eagly is that his name yeah. Yeah, I liked him walking with them. I thought that was that was cool. But other than that, yeah, I mean, 
it just seems like one of those shows where they're going to up the stupid for the trailer, hopefully, and kind of like they did with the Suicide Squad trailer with his character. So, hopefully so. Yeah, and I'll, like I said, I, like you said, I'll, I'll definitely still check it out. Um, I will actually say this was the one panel that reminded me of last year where they had the huge Zoom call with all the actors and stuff, and I felt that was one of those ones that kind of went on a little long to mm-hmm. where last year, like that was one of the ones where last year I might've checked out where yeah. that, yeah. that panel for peacemaker felt like a last year zoom meeting when the, when the, you know, con was so much longer, the, you know, fandom was so much longer. So that was my one weird thing was peacemaker got a lot of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is the, the biggest thing coming soon. So I get it. Excuse me. But, um, yeah, it just uh yeah, I wasn't into the panel that much for for Peacemaker. Yeah, for sure. Um the the other thing that I think the Flash having having so far as the TV show the Flash even having a segment on the show was completely pointless. I yeah, they, they announced <laughs> Yeah, they announced he's getting gold boots. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, that 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 was kind of a waste of of screen time. Um, but of course, you know, I love, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That does remind me though. I love that they have Candace Patton doing the, um, news flashes. I thought that was really cool. Yes. Yes. I agree. Um, of course, everybody pretty much knows how much I love Superman and Lois. So I really loved the, the little segment we got of that. That was actually something I really thought was neat. I mean, they they reconfirmed the fact that we're getting a second season and they're now shooting it. So that's exciting. And then I thought that little behind-the-scene uh, tour of, of the house was was awesome. So I was in for that. And then uh, Smallville is near and dear to my heart. So a little sit-down conversation with Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum was really cool. Uh, did did I don't I don't really know your thoughts on Smallville, Joe. Were you, were you a fan of the show? I have never seen Smallville. I watched the pilot. I would say a year or two ago on Hulu mm-hmm. and I just never went back to it. It wasn't that I didn't like the pilot. It just, it was a show that missed me. Um, so what is it? The it's the 20 year anniversary of when it's 20 aired. years. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just entering my freshman year of high school. So it wasn't a time when I was really watching that kind of stuff. It just missed me mm-hmm. and I never went back to it. And I think eventually I have to get back to it because it is such a, a vast um, amount of content for that era, which I'm really curious to see how they did a lot of characters on that show, because you always see the comparisons when a, a character is in, you know, put on arrow or flash or any of the TV shows. Now they always kind of say like, Oh, that character showed up on Smallville. And I'm, I'm always curious how they did that, especially when, you know, Welling never wore the suit. Yeah. And I would say it's, it's worth it just to see Rosenbaum's Lex Luthor because he is he is awesome. I mean, I in my personal opinion, he's the best live action Lex Luthor we've ever had. So take that as you will. But yeah, that was that was a big standout for me. But uh, we can't we can't focus all all on TV. We we have the main events to get to. So in the feature film category, we had um, League of Super Pets, Blue Beetle. Black Adam, Batgirl, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, 
and Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Now, obviously, we also had The Flash and The Batman, but we're going to be talking about those two movies separately. So out of this category of feature films, Joe, what did you think of uh, of the what we got for the movies and, and what were the standouts? I love that we have official, you know, presentations from Blue Beetle and Batgirl. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't get much other than concept art i don't even remember if we got concept art for blue beetle or just a shot of what they are using as the basis for the character i don't remember that that's that's what it was okay um i'm just glad that we now you know whenever you see a film that's in the works at a presentation like this you could almost kind of take it to the bank that it's happening so it, mm-hmm. it that's reassuring um I will say the Black Adam footage was awesome. I expected a little more as far as maybe character posters or character reveals. We got teases of their costumes, and the teases looked awesome. Um, mm-hmm, they did. Yeah, the I'm more bummed that we didn't get full character reveals. Hopefully, we'll get them soon. Aquaman of the Lost Kingdom, another you know awesome costume reveal for black Manta, which is kind of ironic. We're getting costume reveals for, for that one. And that's further out, but the, the black Manta suit, oh man, the, how do you improve on something that was so perfect from the first one? And I personally, it, I think they, they did, did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then Shazam, uh, you know, just a fun little behind the scenes thing. I think I only caught like that one time. I don't remember everything that was in it. We got to see the, the villains, which is really cool. And, you know, those those costumes look like a great improvement over the first film, too. And, you know, just I love that first Shazam film. I know that's kind of that's one of those films that's kind of hit or miss with a lot of DC fans, especially Snyder fans. I love that. Mm-hmm. Movie. Um, I'm really excited for that one. It's a shame that that one is so far out. And then League of Super Pets. Yeah, I'm here for that. League of Super Pets is probably I mean, I don't want to say it's my most anticipated, but it's one of the ones that I'm going to have so much fun watching that. Like, that just looks like a, a really fun thing for families and for, for the younger viewers for DC to to have something like that for them is really cool. Yeah, I so far as League of Super Pets, I've I've said from the beginning, from the first little teaser we got of that, I I'm all in. First of all, I love The Rock and um, Kevin Hart together. I think those two are hilarious. I think they're a great duo, comedy duo. And (laughs) what we got here, the little trailer or teaser spot, it it cracked me up. I thought it was funny. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And I don't even have kids. I'll I'll be (laughs) – me. I will drag my wife to go see this. So And, (laughs) well, I don't don't even have to drag her because she loves The Rock and Kevin Hart too. Um, yeah, I'm with you on the Blue Beetle and Batgirl. We didn't really get a whole lot there, but I didn't expect to because they just made those announcements not long ago. They're not even in production. So um, Black uh, Black Adam, Aquaman, and Shazam. I'll be honest. I, I got what I kind of expected to get from those three, and I've, I've seen the complaint. Uh, I've seen it a few times online, and I've actually heard it uh, a few times that – the Batman was only a third done last year, and somehow they gave us a two-minute trailer. And these films are at a at – a, or at least Shazam and Black Adam are at a further level of completedness 
than the Batman was last year, and all we got was kind of teasers and behind-the-scenes looks. And what I will say to that is, you're absolutely correct. Everyone who has that complaint, you're right. But the Batman is nowhere near as effects-heavy as these films are. Like, not only that, it's last year they needed something to give us. Yeah, they, I mean, they needed something to be the hook. Yeah, this year we have all of these films we're talking about. What what did people expect? Two minute trailers for all these films? No, save some stuff. Like, you're going to want hype in two, three months. You know, you're going to definitely want hype in March when the Batman comes out. You're going to want a new trailer in front of that. Like, save some of this stuff i don't think there's any problem i i think we're getting a, a full trailer of super pets in november i think it said yeah they announced that that we're getting a full trailer in november so they didn't want to completely abandon their marketing plans just because of fandom so we got little teases and i i, I think we got some pretty cool footage of black adam so i was fine with that i didn't expect any footage of the other ones because they're so far out like we don't need that yet well, with Black Adam, I think they really, just in that little tease, that short tease we got, I think they set the tone for what this character is going to be. Mm-hmm. And I think we were all questioning, you know, because Dwayne Johnson has been a little vague in in, in the characterization because he's mentioned, you know, uh, Black Adam being the hero of his people and things like that. And, and my, myself included, people were like, Black Adam hero, but so far as what we got in this teaser, he did not look heroic at all. <laughs> I thought, I mean, it was, it was almost like, it was almost a scary movie scene that we got. Cause he just obliterated this guy in, in the palm of his hand. So yeah, I was super excited by what we got. And, and yeah, I mean, maybe a suit reveal would have been, kind of cool but you know it is what it is um i'm with you on aquaman it looks fun it looks uh it looks like it's in step with the last one and that freaking black manta suit i didn't expect to get that and it was fantastic it's just chef's kiss it looks great and then um shazam fury of the gods i actually got exactly what i wanted out of this because we had already seen the suits. I was very curious to see um, Helen Mirren in costume and we got that. So I know what she's going to look like and it tracks with, with this world that they've built and I thought it looked great. So yeah, excited for, for all of these films. They, they, uh, they definitely piqued my interest. So before we, uh, Joe, before we get into our main two topics here, is there anything else you wanted to say about, any of the other stuff we got in fandom? No, I don't, I don't think I do. I think we are ready to talk about the two big hitters. Okay. Um, so the first one being the flash. Now we got a little, we got a little opening from Ezra Miller and Ezra Miller. I love him to death. Ezra Miller is a strange, weird dude. (laughs) <laughs> he uh his his clothing choices it, it just uh, wow um but you know all power to him but he introduced this little which he said wasn't a teaser but it was absolutely a teaser 
Uh, we got a we got a short little tease for the Flash. So, Joe, what did you what did you think of this tease we got for the Flash? It was a full blown tease, and I I think it's not even a complaint for me because I don't care that we're not getting a lot, but I did expect more. Mm-hmm. I did expect to see Michael Keaton, but I gotta say. I mean, when that trailer starts and you get the piano notes and you just hear Michael Keaton's voice and you know, holy crap, that's that's Batman again. And it was hard not to get emotional hearing his voice and then to see the new Flash suit. And listen, I'm not one of those people that hates the Snyder Flash suit. I, I think it's fine for for the film he was making and Snyder's intention always was to let the next director take on the flash film design the flash suit. That was the whole point. And I love this suit. This is the, the yellow lightning on the suit looked so cool. And this is not even a done finished product yet. I still think it looks awesome. Um, Yeah. There's a lot to love and to say what the F is going on in this trailer. And that's what this tease should be. I'm completely fine with everything we got for this. Would I have wanted more? Absolutely. Would I have taken more? Hell yeah. But man, it was it was a really cool tease for something that's not coming out until, uh, what is it, October or November of next year? I don't remember what's first, Black Adam or this. Uh, I believe this is November because then Aquaman comes out in December. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And Black Adam's July. So yeah, this is yes. Uh, November then. And yeah, it's again, we're we're over a year away. We got a tease, not even a you know technically a teaser trailer, just a, what they called a sneak peek. I am mm-hmm. I'm here for it. I have more questions than I had before, and that is fine. Yeah. Um. Well, here's the thing with the Flash. So, and and this is kind of retroactive uh, knowledge for me, but. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter yesterday. The Flash officially wrapped shooting the day after Fandom. Mm-hmm. So they weren't even done shooting, and they got us this. So I'm thrilled and impressed with that. Because I, somebody went to the effort to do the effects for the suit and stuff like that just for this tease, because you know they haven't even started post-production yet yeah and that's the thing to remember with the batman i'm sorry just with the batman they were editing and stuff already because they had to shut down filming exactly last year last year Mm -hmm. when they did that and like you said there's not a lot of post work on the batman as or not even close to as much as this i'm sure there is post work but yeah so you're absolutely right like the fact that and for some reason i had thought they already wrapped i don't know why i thought that or i just because we weren't getting a lot of new info because mm-hmm. really, I mean, every day we were getting a set photo from the flash for, for a few weeks. Right. Yeah. So apparently they, they officially wrapped uh, shooting yesterday or as of this recording the day after DC fandom. So yeah, I'm, I'm impressed with what they gave us. I thought it was really, really cool. Uh, and so far as seeing Keaton, yeah, seeing Keaton and seeing the Batmobile would have been awesome, but guess what? We got a tease of Keaton. We got a tease of the Batmobile. And we already know what they look like. <laughs> I mean, if you've seen <laughs> the old movies, you know what these things look like. So all I needed was a tease. You know, it's not like it's this huge earth shattering reveal. 
um, that, you know, so, Oh so my God. Think, it's, oh, go ahead. You think they're going to be identical? I mean, I don't know that they'll, I mean, the, the Batmobile will be. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm it's very good. curious it's, if it's, they're going to modify it a little bit. I mean, perhaps, but you know, they, I mean, what's the reason in bringing Keaton back if you're not going to have the 89 Batmobile, you know? Oh, yeah, or, no, it's definitely going to be the same Batmobile. I, I, I'm curious to see what little, little accent changes they might do on it or like that kind of fun stuff is what I love. Um, sure. And like the suit might be like a combination of the returns and the 89 suit. We don't know exactly what it's going to So I'm curious to see the, the full reveal. But you're right. Yes, we've seen him in the suit before, but it's still, I'd be lying if I said I, I still didn't want to see it. <laughs> sure. But, you know, again, this wasn't even a full teaser trailer. This was a just, just a little sneak peek tease. Yeah. And to get, I mean, I, I, I got, goosebumps when we got the silhouette of the back of Keaton's cowl mm-hmm. and let's and let's also not forget this is the flash this is the flash's film so and I think we got a lot of setup for the flash in this movie uh we got the two we got two versions of Ezra Miller so God knows what's going on there um we did see him approach his mother so that we know there's going to be maybe some some flashpoint uh tie-ins and tendencies to this film so and i think what the biggest takeaway i got from this is after the little tease i now have more questions about this movie than i did before fandom and that's exciting because now i mean i'm even more invested to see what they're going to bring us when we get this film next year so so as far as a tease i think this did exactly what it was intended to do in my opinion no absolutely and i we did find out one answer is that what that, you know, the suit that Andy Muschietti shared on Batman day is what looks like Michael Keaton's bat suit spray painted by the second flash to, I guess, be modified for his flash suit. And we see him spray painting it in the trailer and, and he's wearing it. The, the second Barry Allen or second flash is wearing that suit. So I mm-hmm. don't think any of us really expected that. So that, like, that's the stuff that it gives us an answer, but we're still saying why. And you're right. It's a perfect tease. If they gave us what we wanted, what would we be getting next time? So I think it's smart to hold back a lot. Oh, for sure. I mean, and and for all, uh, for all we know, the flash could very well be the main event of next year's fandom. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, so why would you blow your wad right here? You know, yeah. but anyway, I, yeah, I I was very excited for what we got, uh, and and I'm very much looking forward to the Flash, and uh, obviously seeing um, seeing Batman in this movie is is a big selling point for us because we're huge Batman fans. Oh, I did before we move on to the Batman. Um, what did you think of the lack of Affleck in this trailer in this little tease? You know what, for for the tease, I think it makes sense to focus on Michael Keaton. I'm sure Michael Keaton's going to have a bigger part than Ben Affleck in the film. And Mm -hmm. I think for, like, we just saw Ben Affleck in Justice League, you know, uh, earlier this year. We haven't seen Michael Keaton as Batman since 1992. So Mm -hmm. 
I think it's, I don't want to say, I, I guess like it's more fun to, to have that be the big tease. And again, like, okay, you have the tease of Michael Keaton in this one, the next, tr- you know, the first teaser official teaser might have, you know, more Michael Keaton and a little tease of Ben Affleck. Like they might just give us little by little here and there. And, and that's cool. You know, you, you got to save some stuff for the film too. So you have to weigh those options and, and weigh what you're going to show. Right. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Um, would I have liked to have seen a little bit of him? Yeah, absolutely. I would have, but I, I agree with you. Um, ben Affleck has been at the forefront. We haven't seen Keaton in a long time, so it makes a lot of sense. But anyway, moving on to the main event of Fandome and, of course, uh, the main event for us as Batman fans, and that was the panel and the trailer for The Batman. So, Joe, let me have it. What did you think of the whole presentation we got for The Batman? So, again, this is one of those ones where they had a, a really long, you know, talk beforehand with with Zoe Kravitz and Robert Pattinson and Matt Reeves, and they talked about a lot of stuff that we kind of already knew with, you know, some of the, the influences. And then they talked about, you know, Zoe getting the part and, you know, testing with Robert Pattinson. And uh, it was a really fun conversation, but again, I'm not saying this to be rude, but it's kind of like, okay, I want to see the trailer. I want to see the trailer. (laughs) And (laughs) I, I kind of zone out a little bit and it, it is fun to see these, you know, actors and actresses and, you know, the director have these conversations, but at the end of the day, I was I was there for the trailer. And because we got a lot of Matt Reeves talking about the film last year, I felt like I just wanted to to see more of, you know, what the film is going to look like. Knowing that we only got 20 to 30% of the film shot for the first teaser, what the heck were we going to get now that the film is wrapped? And uh, So I got a question for you real quick before you, yeah. before you go on. Did you... Did you think that the conversation with Matt Reeves last year was more intriguing and and interesting because we didn't know a trailer was coming? I think the conversation might have just been more interesting because we knew next to nothing about the film at that time. Right. I mean, I think – I think my point was last year we had no idea a trailer was – because it was a surprise. At the yeah, end of I understand what you're saying. So, like, so, like, was I not zoning out because I thought that was all we were getting was the conversation? I wasn't anticipating anything else after. Right. Whereas this year, you knew a trailer was coming, and you knew you had to get through this conversation before you could get to the trailer. <laughs> I, I think we all expected something last mm-hmm. year, but not to the scale of what we did get. Right. So, yeah, it might have something to do with it. I think it's it's. Once we got that taste of footage, it was like, okay, nothing is going to top that except other footage for me. Mm -hmm. And I think now that we have, you know, as we get closer to the film, I think I'll be more open to just hearing him talk about the film. But I think when they do talk about the film, they're not revealing much. So it's not like I'm getting new information when they, when you know, in the conversation we got on Saturday, there wasn't a lot of new information that I was like, oh, I didn't know that or all oh, that was interesting. It was more just them discussing the making of the film and, and how they went through stuff. But it wasn't anything that I, you know, quote unquote, needed to hear. 
Right. Okay. Well, sorry to derail you there. So, so continue your, your thoughts. No, that's fine. The trailer itself. Um, I think because of how mind blowing last year's trailer was, because again, we, we knew nothing of what we were getting. We didn't know what this film was going to look like. We didn't have any idea. And because they only had, you know, a little bit of the film done, it was a much slower paced trailer. It, it did have not more of a story, but it was, it was more laid back of a trailer where you could kind of take your time with the characters and they were really introducing everyone slowly and giving you an idea of what was going on. This is like just a montage of freaking awesome, badass imagery on top of more badass imagery where it was just, Mm -hmm. there was so much stuff going on at such a high pace. So many money shots of Batman and Catwoman and, you know, and the one thing I will say that I was surprised with was we got very little Riddler in the trailer. We got more of Penguin, which was nice because we really didn't get much of Penguin at all in the first teaser. So those were my main takeaways from this. I, I think I we got a lot of action in the trailer, which I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so far as the conversation before the trailer, um, I, I did enjoy it. I I like you. At, at at one point, I was like, okay, okay, let's 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 see the trailer. That's I want to see the trailer. That's that's what I came for. Um, but I did enjoy the conversation for the most part. I thought the most interesting part of the conversation is realizing that apparently everybody except for Affleck, because he's too big for it, screen tests in the Val Kilmer suit. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought that was that was an interesting little tidbit that. Pattinson donned the uh, Val Kilmer sonar suit for the screen test. So that was a cool little nugget. But yeah, I I was really just here for this trailer and the trailer did not disappoint for me. I it was everything I wanted to see in the Batman trailer. I'm already I'm already sold on this aesthetic. Um, I think everybody already knows that by now. and like you said, this trailer was action packed. It was just, it kind of just punched you in the face uh, with how high energy and, and how intense it was. And I, I don't think it's a hidden fact that I really, really love this Batmobile. And I know I'm, I'm almost in a minority on that, but that's okay. I'm, I'm fine with that. But the big fist pump, fist pump moment for me was at the end of the, the trailer um when penguin thinks he's blown up the batman and the car just comes barreling out of this wall of flame that was just a a i got very very excited seeing that in fact uh were we were we on the skype call when we were watching the trailer Jeff? yeah 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 i don't even know if you were looking at me but i was going nuts when, when the car <laughs> came out of the fire so uh yeah and then and then just the ending i think the two trailers that we've gotten i think the the end of the trailer with how they tie in the the logo at the end of the trailers is just very unique and i think it's well done and i love it says the penguin is upside down and you get this upside down shot of the batman just walking 
walking towards him and it's it's intimidating and scary and just it's batman and i really enjoyed it so yeah i was here for it i will say um the riddler we still don't have we still don't have a lot to go on with the riddler um it's it's almost like and this is very much pun intended they uh reeves is keeping him kind of an enigma right now <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah so we got the little scene at the beginning of the trailer with uh gordon and a bunch of cops arresting what we pres- who we presume is is uh the riddler at a coffee shop and you get the shot of the coffee cup with the question mark in the foam so just from what we got out of i think we got more penguin than we did riddler in this uh so what do you think of the restraint they're showing with the riddler right now well i mean i i would assume it's pretty evident that he's going to be the big bad of the film and Mm -hmm. i'm okay with the restraint right now because he's gonna he's gonna really carry the story forward we don't know much about the story of this film other than and i forgot to mention this before Matt Reeves basically said he wanted to continue the world of Batman year one and, but without doing the origin, he's like, you kind of, in the comics, you go from year one, but you kind of get away from that aesthetic, you know, in the next, you know, comic or whatever, where here he wanted to stay in that world and show what happens to, to Batman after his first year or two and where he's really starting to, you know, kind of lose it. And that is very evident in this trailer that it is in that year one world, which I think is really cool. I think the cinematography with everything is amazing. And with the Riddler stuff, like, yeah, it's, it's just going to be, he's going to be such a focal point for the film. And I, I think once we get really close to the film, that's where everything's going to go towards the story. But I don't, I don't need to know the story going in. It's a Batman film with the Riddler and the penguin as the villains. I'm good with that being the extent we're getting little hints with the, you know, obviously he's leaving riddles. He's, he's done something to piss off Batman while he's in the the cell. There's the shot of, I think it's Batman with the, you know, the chart on the ground with the sins of the father and all this other stuff laid out on the ground. I don't remember if that was Batman or, or Jim Gordon standing over it. I think it was Batman. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many little clues, even for us, you know, I, I'm sure that's not unintentional where they're kind of giving us little hints and teases of what's coming. And I'm just, I'm here for the ride right now. I'm I'm so excited to see every little bit more and more as we get closer. And, you know, it's crazy to think we're all, we're less than five months away now. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's absolutely insane that we're that close to to the newest big Batman movie. Yeah, I'm so so excited for it. Um, now we did also get, and I don't can't remember if this was during Fandom or after. We got the the McFarlane toys uh, shot picture of the of. There's a three pack coming out of Batman, Catwoman, and the Riddler. Um, so that this shot kind of really confirmed. Uh, the Riddler's look. And now I know this has been kind of a little bit of a controversy online. Um, so, uh, what did you what do you think of 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 the aesthetic they're going for for the Riddler? I think it works for this film, and I I, I get. Listen, would we have gotten? Could we have gotten a traditional Riddler look 
in this film and somehow made it work. I, I guess I think because we're more willing to to go with just give me the comic book, you know, aesthetic, and we don't need an explanation. We don't care how ridiculous it looks. We just want that. But mm-hmm. I think from a filmmaker's standpoint, I have no problem with him doing his own thing. And like I told you, he's green. He's got a question mark on his shirt. I'm good. I don't need the bowler cap. I don't need a domino mask. I'm I'm completely fine with him being this crazy, sadistic, serial killer-esque guy that is leaving riddles to taunt Batman. I would rather have that and a costume that looks a little... You know, does it? I understand where people kind of feel like this film has taken a step back and almost gone back to like the 2000s, the early 2000s or late 90s, where you didn't want to show, you know, certain silly comic book aspects of, you know, in their films. But I don't think there's anything wrong with a director doing his own thing right now with this because he feels like this works better for for the aesthetic he's going for. And I think he looks creepy as hell. I, I, I think this look probably does fit the film better than, you know, the bowler cap or whatever else they could have done. Could they have done like a creepy suit and maybe, you know, a creepy hat? Yeah. They probably could have worked something in there, but I'm just more go with the flow with this kind of stuff. Um, again, it's simple. He's green. He's got a question mark. I'm okay. Yeah, um, I, I'm going to be completely honest here. The look of the Riddler is the least aesthetically pleasing thing about the film for me. Um, but now I agree with you. I'm willing to let Reeves have his take on the Riddler. And look, a great story can overcome some aesthetic choices for me. It com- it completely can. And I'm I'm all in on all the other choices uh, for the film, I love. I, I have really grown grown to really be attached to the look Pattinson has for his Batman, and we all know that I love the car. So, and, and Penguin, Penguin looks great. Colin Farrell just disappears into that look. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um. So while I may not be insane about the look of the Riddler. I, I do think it will fit the story they're telling, and I'm willing to go for the ride as long as they're going to tell me a great story. And from everything I'm getting so far, I think they are. So, yeah, completely looking forward to it. It sounds like you are too, Joe. So, uh, yeah, the Batman coming in March. We're all excited. But, Joe, well, I mean, it uh, doesn't, we, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. It, it doesn't get much more comic booky than the question mark in the latte. So like he's he's still having fun with it here. Like this is not like it's not like Matt Reeves isn't having fun with the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, I completely agree. Um, but so far as the Batman or the Flash, do you have anything else for those, Joe? Nope, I am I am good. We we just had an abundance of material in one day to hold us over, and and we'll be uh. You know, we'll, we st- I'm still behind on the stuff that's been released already. So I'm, it's again, I, <laughs> I, 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 how can I complain when I can't even keep up with what we're getting? For sure, for sure. All right. Well, uh, I, I don't, I don't really have anything else either. We've talked about a lot. There was a lot in the day, but uh, just some, some quick closing thoughts uh, on DC Fandom 2021, Joe. 
to me, it was another success. Uh, this this has been a really fun event for the last two years. It's one that I hope they keep going. I hope they listen. If we get the exact same event like we did this year, next year, I'm still okay with it. Do I had some you know minor you know nitpicks of how they could have handled it better? Yeah, sure. But they did it for whatever reason they felt was necessary. And I'm still going to be the guy sitting in front of the the TV watching it every year. So whatever they are willing to give us and, you know, I'm here for it as long as we keep getting this content. So I I had a blast again and, and I, I really hope this is an annual thing. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I definitely have my nitpicks of this year's fandom, uh, which goes without saying it's going to happen every year. There's just no way around that. There's going to be nitpicks, but overall I really enjoyed what they gave us. Um, I thought there was, there was plenty here to keep me entertained and to keep me looking forward to what DC has coming in the future. So, and there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot on the horizon for the DC universe. So I'm looking forward to onward and upward uh, with everything DC. But that is our look at this year's DC Fandom. Um, I'm, I'm really hoping we get this again. Uh, but until we get more news on DC and until we bring our next episode, Joe, where can the folks find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at jforn 11 And you can find me on Facebook as Joe Forno. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you once again for for always coming on the show and be, and being my uh, my partner in crime here. I really appreciate your your input and your your help here with the show. Oh, well, thank you for having me again. Yeah, I, I love talking on here and uh, it's we got so much stuff coming up that, um, you know, with Titans coming up Thursday, it, it might be a while before we get to talk Titans again. But I I'm so excited for that finale on Thursday. And I'm just, you know, it's it's been a, it's been a lot of fun talking about everything on here. Yeah, absolutely. And we will get to the Titans finale, uh, but we have some spooky season stuff to get to first. So hope you guys are looking forward to that. Um, we do have some new reviews, but it is getting very late for Joe and myself. So we are going to save those and we're going to read them at, a, at a, on another episode. Um, but I, I really appreciate everybody that sent in reviews. Obviously, that's a, that's a big uh, part of the holiday giveaway and if you listen to the uh to the little bumper before the episode started you'll know all about how to enter um the holiday giveaway so until we get to the next episode if you'd like to follow me you can find my personal social media accounts on instagram and twitter at me carter 89 that's me carter 89 and the show can be found once again on facebook instagram and twitter at tfr batpod our email, if you'd like to reach us by email, is tfrbatpod at gmail.com. And if you take a moment out of your day, like I just mentioned with those other folks, and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast, we'd really appreciate it. It helps out the show more than you know. So, uh, yeah, just take a second out of your day to give us one of those. We also have a presence on Public. If you go to tpublic.com and search TFR Batpod, you can find our original logo on all kinds of cool merchandise on there. We absolutely do not ask you to spend any money, but if you do, we'd greatly appreciate it. So until next time, folks, this has been DC Fandome 2021. And until we see you on the show for our spooky season episodes, make sure you keep that bad signal lit and pointed skyward.
created by Bill Finger and Bob Kane. The Fire Rises, a Batman podcast, is in no way associated with AT&T, Warner Brothers, or DC Comics. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the participants are solely theirs and do not represent the companies that they work for. Thank you for listening. Tell me something. You can go anywhere you want, right? Any timeline. Any universe. Why do you want to stay and fight to save this one? You change the future. And you change the past.